432, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, don't forget, Saturday afternoon, it is Houston and Baylor at 414. Not 413 and not 415. 414. And uh, it's right here on ESPN Central Texas with John and Pat Nunley. And right now, let's go to our Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Studio line. And uh, let's say hello to Joseph Duarte. Joseph, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Good, and I can guarantee you the game will probably start at four sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> they have, you know, that was funny. We were talking about that the other day. Baylor was supposed to play, I think, at eight fifty-seven, yeah. and I'm like, well, that's just the strangest time. And of course, it ended up being like nine oh nine or something. But they have come up with some wacky game times through the course of this tournament. Hey, before- you got you got to get in that last few minutes of the uh, national arm wrestling arm wrestling championship or whatever comes on before you know the 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 friends rerun or whatever it is that precedes (laughs) precedes the game uh joseph have you been home yet joseph are you still in indy no i'm I'm on day um i think day 16 wow (laughs) i've sort of set up the houston chronicles indianapolis bureau there you go here here in the hotel room but uh the end the end is close I'm, i'm coming home one way or another and then in the next five five days Hey, before we talk about the matchup between the Bears and Houston, uh, just your thoughts on just before we talk about the the matchup uh, coming up on on Saturday, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Coach Beard leaving uh, leaving Lubbock and headed back to uh, to Austin. Well, you know his his name has come up several times before, including the uh, the last time uh, when they went with uh, Shaka Smart. But uh, you know, I think this was this was inevitable at some point. His ties to the school, his love for the school. I mean, he's gone out publicly in the past and said that was, you know, up there with the dream job. So, uh, you know, you look at the timing of it, and I, I believe his uh, the buyout dropped uh, this morning. So that probably had something to do with the uh, the uh, the timing of the the announcement, or at least it, the word getting leaked out. But uh, it's big get for for the Longhorns, and and a, a, certainly a loss for for Texas Tech. Uh, you got to wonder, I mean, the Longhorn job is is so good and, you know, they got the facilities coming up and the pay is great. And then, you know, Shaka's bar just couldn't, couldn't get over the hump there. And you know, I think with Chris Beard's ties to the state and stuff, uh, he set up to to have some success there. Talking with Joseph Duarte of the uh, Houston Chronicle. Joseph, uh, uh, Houston wins over Oregon State to get to this uh, to get to this Final Four. And again, man, they played some defense the other night against uh, Oregon State. They they did, and, and you know, defensively, that's that's been their mo the whole year. They've uh, they needed it in the Rutgers game to pull that one out. Uh, I believe it's now five of the last six. Have, have not cracked six. It's been sixty points or less. So that's been a really uh, good indicator of where Houston is defensively. You know they're number one or two in most defensive categories. But now you look how things change. You know you get a semifinal against a Baylor team that uh, pretty much does the same thing. You look at Baylor and their guards and their defense, and you look at Houston and their guards and their defense. This could get be interesting and. No, nobody wants to look ahead, but you're going to need that defense because whoever uh, advances out of this one gets that that Gonzaga team. That's just uh, I don't know if anybody can stop them. So it, the, certainly defense will be at the forefront 
uh, with Houston's uh, game plan to have, having to try to stop Baylor this weekend. What do you think this game means to the state of Texas? Oh, I think it means a lot. I mean, you, you, you look at it regardless, there's going to be one team from the state of Texas playing in the national championship game. You know, you haven't had a champion since Texas Western, so uh, which is UTEP now. So you, you go back so far. I think this is this is big because everybody outside of Texas generally says Texas is a football state. Uh, and most people that live in Texas will, will agree that it's a football state. But so to have two of the final four, I think says a tremendous amount about not only the the state of basketball, but you know the investments that have been made. I mean, you look at Baylor and the facilities and what Scott Drew has done over there and the consistency. I mean, this isn't just a one one hit wonder for Baylor. They've been doing this for for years and years. And then you look at Kelvin Sampson coming in and totally rebuilding a Houston program. So, you know, these two teams are, are there. Then you look at what Texas Tech has done. You you look at the Longhorns getting back and then with A&M. I mean, there's some good basketball, uh, at least now or, or coming up in the next few years. Uh, you mentioned Sampson there, and obviously the, you have the tie with, with Mac Rhodes uh, hiring Kelvin before coming to Baylor. Has Kelvin Sampson talked at all about Mac Rhodes and what it meant for him to get that opportunity to come and coach at Houston? Oh, he he is eternally grateful to Mac Rhodes, and you know I talked to Mac Rhodes a couple of hours ago, and we were going over the the, the steps that that went into hiring Kelvin Sampson, and he he said they needed the right guy at the right time, and it was the perfect fit that Kelvin Sampson uh, admitted his wrongdoing, which by the way are legal now, and and basically. Uh, they found the guy that, that they knew would stay at Houston and sort of in that revolving door that they just couldn't get the right guy and, and that, that could help them win. And Kelvin Sampson, every chance he gets, mentions Mac Rhodes being that guy that gave him a chance and also armed him with the the resources, the the, the facilities, the investments, and the, and, and the money to, to get this thing going. Because without that, uh, this thing is still stuck in neutral and, and Houston's nowhere near uh, being in a Final Four. Joseph, I, a lot of sidebars, not just the Mac Rhodes thing, but as you mentioned, Mac Rhodes and his connection to both Baylor and Houston. Uh, both of these teams, Southwest Conference opponents once upon a time, both teams from the state of Texas. The Coach Brooks, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of ties and a, a lot of sidebars, a lot of great stories tied to this game on Saturday. Yeah, and I was joking with Mac, you know, to get to the Final Four, he had to beat the, the guy who replaced him as athletic director at Houston, Hunter Juracek. So, you know, and then you look at Arkansas was in the, uh, the Southwest Conference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot. You know, we were on the Zoom call with Alvin Brooks and, and Alvin the third yesterday, and it was just – it was so enjoyable and, and funny at the same time to see uh, this father and son who are going to be on opposite benches and – you know, Alvin Brooks told us a story about how he told Alvin the third, "Hey, you're not going to get into coaching. Don't don't do this." And then the next thing you know, Alvin the third's calling his dad and said, "Hey, I, I want to be a coach." And he hung up the phone and said, "Call me back in two weeks," thinking that he would change his mind. And he called him back two weeks and hadn't. So, I mean, you've got the the family wearing the half red and half green shirt to the game. So this is certainly a battle line that you can say is right down the seam. Uh, in terms of uh, what what the interest will be like for the Brooks family for the for those two hours, 
Joseph, as far as the game itself goes, when you look at Baylor, they kind of have a tendency to get themselves into foul trouble, especially in the paint. Do you see Houston attacking the middle early on to try to force that issue? Well, you know, they, they've done that when they needed to, and, and they're better equipped to do it this year. You know, they have uh, Fabian White, who came off of the ACL and, and really shouldn't be playing this year, but got, had a, a great recovery. He's a guy they use, Bryson Gresham. They've got the Arkansas transfer, Reggie Chaney, and then Justin Gorham. So, I mean, they've got the numbers, and, and that's what they do. You know, they themselves tend to be a little bit more aggressive and physical, and they get into foul trouble. But I think considering what Houston's going to have to deal with with the guards, uh, that's probably going to be the area that they attack. You know, I'm interested to see. I have not seen Mitchell in person, but any guy whose nickname is Off Night, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking to uh, to see what he's about because between Mitchell and Butler – I mean, this is going to be a really fun matchup because you get Grimes, who they're familiar with from Kansas, and you look at a guy like Jarreau, who's the heart and soul of this Houston team. Uh, you got some pretty good guards out there on Saturday night. I think one of the key things for Baylor's success this season has really been their depth. And how do you think Houston counters the production that Baylor gets from those guys like Flagler and Meyer coming off the bench? Well, that you know, that's where that's where it gets a little dicey. You know, they have Traymond Marks off the bench, but he's a freshman. Now he's come up with two of their biggest shots of the season in the last few weeks. Uh, but then, you know, they, they have the guys like we mentioned, like aggression will come off the bench, but they really don't have a lot of other options. You know, the, the, the Tyson guy uh, is more of a, you know, he, he didn't get a lot of minutes, but what he does, he's a, he's a three point threat, but they haven't used him much in the tournament. So as far as Houston, it's sort of what they have on the floor is where they get their points. And the bad part of that is they're streaky. They're not a good first or second shot team. Uh, they do a lot of their damage getting rebounds, those those second chance opportunities, the tips. That's where they that's what that's where they make their points. So if Baylor can control that and limit their shots, you know Houston could be in trouble because again they're they're not a very good shooting team. All right, Joseph. Uh... These teams, as you mentioned, have a lot of similarities, and we talked about depth and all that stuff. Bottom line, what's this game come down to Saturday? Who advances because of and fill in the blank? Baylor advances because this is the this is the toughest test Houston has gotten. I don't, and I don't, you know, I'm, that's nothing to, to say that Houston doesn't deserve to be here. They just they have not seen this test on a regular basis. Uh, I'm I, I'm always reluctant when you got a Kelvin Sampson game planning, but I, I just don't think I think that the season ends Saturday for Houston a great season, but Baylor's athleticism, its size, speed I think that's just going to be a little bit too much for Houston. I think that the Baylor wins by eight or ten. Joseph, thanks. Appreciate your time today, and uh, man, I'm glad you're enjoying your stay, your uh, <laughs> extended stay in uh, in Indy, and uh, we appreciate your time today. No, thanks for having me on, guys. Talk to you soon, Joseph Duarte uh, from the Houston Chronicle.